great if something's working for you, but how far away did it really take you from your true lifestyle? Are you avoiding dinners with your children and with your family? How can these changes work for me long-term? Hello and welcome to Holistic Mama Speaks. I'm your host, Carrie Marie, and I am so very grateful for you, my listener, and excited to have you here. As a note, by listening to this podcast, you agree to not use this as medical advice or to treat a medical condition. Please visit my website at holisticmamaspeaks.com for the full disclaimer. I am a wife, a mom, a daughter, a sister, and a friend, and my passion is helping other people feel fabulous. So several years ago now, I found myself overweight and unhealthy and so busy and really just going through the motions of life that I didn't know where the years had even gone. I tell this to my husband all the time. I had kept myself so busy with work, volunteering at all kinds of things, running the kids around to sports practices and games, gymnastics, dance, and other activities that I never took time to actually take care of myself and slow down and really truly enjoy the time I was spending with my husband and kids and hardly ever saw my friends unless our kids were in the same things together. I lost touch with who I was. It took a medical scare to finally wake me up and realize that I needed to start taking care of myself so that I could better care for others. That is when holistic wellness and personal development entered my life. I am now happier and healthier than I have been in years. And I'm excited to share with you not only what I've learned and experienced through the years that I've been on this holistic health, wealth, and happiness journey, but also to share with you others' stories and techniques to help you transform yourself into the healthiest and happiest version that you can be. I can't wait to be on this holistic health, abundance, and happiness journey with you. Oh, also, if you find this episode helpful in any way, please subscribe, rate, review, and share so that we can continue to provide you with valuable content. As a thank you, each month we will be selecting someone to receive a one-on-one coaching session and be featured on the show. On with the episode. Hello and welcome back to Holistic Mama Speaks. I am your host, Carrie Marie Vaughn, and I am joined today by Elisa Bloom, who is a dietitian and health and wellness coach, which is super cool. And the work that Elisa doing is just so amazing as she's able to use people's genetics to really get to the root cause of people's issues and then formulate a nutrition plan based on her findings. That's so incredible. So thank you so much for joining us today, Elisa. I'm so happy to have you here and I can't wait to learn more about what all that you're doing and, and how you're helping people. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to have you here. I would love for you to kind of talk a little bit about how you got started with this. You know, what, what drew you to this to begin with? And, you know, maybe a little bit about your background and then, you know, what it actually is, you know, all of the, the little nitty gritty, you know, how can you use genetics to find out more about how you can help them with their nutrition? So I'd love to hear about all of that. (laughs) Well, sure. So I have been a dietitian for actually out over 25 years and, and, and I really started out with trying to understand, I was always affected emotionally and physically by foods, medications, uh, environmental things, and it ran in my family. And I just, I was always drawn to 
how does that work in the body and how can it be solved or looked at deeper and to alleviate different types of symptoms? And that has stayed true throughout my entire practice. Um, also uh, combined in there was my love of psychology that, that people may kind of know what to do, quote unquote, but how do you get them to do it? And so that was, that was why I went further and became a health coach so that I could really talk to people who, once you understand what's going on, then how to implement that in your life. So along my journey, everybody knows that is so huge. Cause we all know we should be, you know, moving our body and eating healthy, but do we all do it? No. So yeah. that, that's awesome that you also tie that part in. Oh my goodness. Like, oh, the part that we forget, right? Yeah. Um, implementing. Exactly. Exactly. And so, so along my journey, as, as I was discovering things that I was sensitive to, uh, maybe I, there was points when, you know, you have elimination diets in my field, you have, I've done some sensitivity test work, things like that. And things have pointed out to me towards a direction, but there was some layer that was always missing. It just wasn't going deep enough. Why, why, and why is it familial? Why is this happening to, to family members? Um, and I was introduced to genetics a couple of years ago. And it was like, ah, ha, ha, now I found my why. So all of the things that had been come true, I had been sensitive to, and I had been working with, I understood my deep reasons why. And I understood that while there are generalities, when you talk about, we should move better, we should eat better, we should hydrate better. Okay. Those are true. But when we dive further, I help people really dive further as to why, why are these things really important to you? Which types of vegetables do you need to, and why, which reactions are they actually activating in your body? All while giving people far less biochemistry than it sounds. (laughs) Wow. Wow. That is so incredible. Just very neat and and eye-opening because we really, yes, we all know yeah. Eat healthy, but we don't know necessarily what that means for us. What's, you know, what is eating healthy in quotes for me might not be the same for you based on, you know, like you were saying our genetics and in other aspects in our life, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So let, let's take the example of intermittent fasting, how Ooh, that's just example. <laughs> okay. So intermittent fasting, oh, you know, I'll do this, uh, where intermittent fasting, for those who don't know, are uh, a time period where you are not eating and, and a window of where you are eating with the purpose to, uh, while there are things that our body does importantly, when there's food in the system, there are things that our body does when there's not food in the system. So people try to create fasting windows to use body fat for energy. And and people use that as a way to maintain weight, to lose weight, um, other types of benefits, but it's not a one size fits all. So when looking at a genetics test, um, for example, the one in my practice is a swab test. So there's no blood involved. Mm -hmm. And it will show you if you have a certain types of, we call them SNPs or parts parts of the gene that, that, express themselves a different way. So if people have this type of SNP or this type of gene aberration, what is happening is they can't really tolerate blood fats very well. What does that mean? It means that if I have that and I try to intermittent fast as my body is reaching towards fat stores for energy, 
what am I doing? I'm dumping blood fats into my own system and I can't handle it very well. So that's, you know, that's just, that's a piece. That's an example of why people, you know, you got to really understand how your body works. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's not just like one solution for everybody because everybody's bodies are different and unique. Exactly. So do you have specific examples as far as, um, you know, oh, and actually what do your main, um, what is your main clientele as far as like, you know, what do you really specialize in? What are the types of clients that you usually work with? You know, what are they coming to you for, for help with originally? Is it just like, oh, I just need to learn how to eat better. Or is it that they're dealing with these problems that they just can't seem to figure out what's going on. And then they need somebody to kind of help, help guide them, figure it out and, and provide a solution. Kind of all of the above, but I, I do work best with, uh, with, with adults, uh, that's mainly in a 30 to 60 range and it can be um, male or female. But what happens is people come to me because they just common words might be, I don't feel as good as I used to, or my blood sugar is creeping up or I have aches and pains. I'm not sleeping as well as I used to. And, and of course there also is that I've tried all these things. I've tried all the things, right. And I, I just want to do it right this time. And, and how I describe to people is how I help you is if you walk around and you have, you, you have a thumbtack in your shoe and it really hurts. Right. And you go to some practitioner who says, you know what, I'm going to give you this medicine for it. You go to another practitioner who says, you know, I'm going to put a little bridge in your shoe and, and that should make it feel better or, or a type of supplement. So all of these things might alleviate maybe or they might do it for the short term. And I, I like to tell people that when you work with me, we're going to get the thumbtack out. And, and so it's it, it really, um, I work, the focus of my work to do that and the symptoms that I describe are people come to me with lifestyle related disease complications. What does that mean in English? It means generally some type of overconsumption issue that or genetics that has just gone awry. Um, things like diabetes, pre-diabetes, high blood pressure, overweight, um, all of these cancer type prevention, all of these things that just are a result of how we're living our lifestyle and how we can, you couple that with genetics and how we can prevent and manage chronic conditions. Wow. Wow. That is so cool. <laughs> now, do you have a couple examples of maybe, um, you know, like somebody that came to you for, for one particular reason, um, and kind of, um, a little bit about how you were able to help them. And so that they could start implementing things that you were working uh, with, on them with, um, you know, into their daily lives. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm, I'm thinking of one person in particular. So she came to me and, um, aside from not feeling well, bloated, um, uh, weight resistance or, you know, wanting to lose weight. That's a different way of saying it. And, and, and a lot of type of sensitivities. And so I, I do have a four month program. So someone comes to me and we, we do the genetic test and it takes about three, four weeks to come back. And during that time of coming back, I help reset the gut microbiome. What does that mean in English? It means your gut bacteria. We need, we need to have a certain environment in there. That's just friendly. And a lot of times people focus on probiotics. I'm sure you've heard of those, but they're not focusing enough time on the prebiotics. Prebiotics are food for the probiotics. 
So if you don't have a good gut base or internal environment with the right kind of prebiotics, you can throw any probiotic in there and it's kind of like shooting a blank missile. So this particular person, one of her specific sensitivities was to caffeine. She had um, jittery, um, insomnia. It, it seemed to kind of stay with her for a while. And interestingly enough, she had done one of the sensitivity tests. So those are different. And sure, yeah, caffeine's a problem. Well, of course, that that would that makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. By the time we got to her genetic level, it would show that she's fine for metabolizing caffeine. So the first reaction is, what? what what's going on? What? This doesn't seem right. Well, actually, uh, when you, part of this test looks at cellular pathways, there's methylation, inflammation, oxidative stress, and detoxification. And caffeine is actually a toxin. And she had deficits or kind of um, flutters, if you will, in her detoxification pathway. So the truth is, caffeine wasn't a problem for her but it's because caffeine was a toxin and she had difficulty clearing it. Once we cleaned up that detoxification for her, not that she could go out and enjoy all these uh, Red Bulls and anything like that, but she could certainly enjoy a cup of coffee and not have to worry about being awake for the next 12 hours. Oh, that's so awesome. That's a huge difference. And how strange is that? Because that doesn't seem to really make sense, but then it does. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now, I know that you mentioned that um, the people have also come to you just because, yeah, they just don't feel right or, um, you know, maybe they have trouble sleeping and things like that. Um, You know, what are some what are some ways and even with her like she had that is um, but are there certain things that you basically say to avoid or to eat more of Uh, is that kind of part of the the plan? Yeah. So, so the genetics results will guide us to how to, uh, behave in your certain ways of practicing in your lifestyle. If we go back to that detoxification, actually the body, uh, the body naturally detoxes with a 12 to 13 hour rest period of no food. You don't even have to call it intermittent fasting because that's not intermittent fasting might be a better, I know we talked about it earlier, but that could be like a whole 16 hour window, all that. Um, So the body naturally detoxes with a 12 to 13 hour fast, which is just simply, simply quote unquote, um, to, to maybe have dessert shortly after your dinner so that we're not eating at 10 or 11 at night. If you tend to get up the next morning, it's more difficult to wait until 10 or 11. So the test shows certain lifestyle behaviors like that. It'll tell us what kinds of foods to focus on and what type of supplements to to possibly use as an adjunct. And it's really important that if you're going to have a genetics test to have someone be able to interpret it for you, because a machine is going to spit out an algorithm. That's great. But it takes an interpretation eye to see the patterns involved. And that that's an important concept versus, you know, just saying, all right, well, I'll just go pick up a test and see what the computer tells me. Um, but one, one of the common things that happen is if it's postpartum or if it's uh, trying to prepare for, for childbearing, we were, we're either gaining weight or losing weight, or usually it tends to be not losing as much weight as we want to. And when I explained those four pathways before, when you are backlogged in one or more of them, that expresses itself in weight resistance, difficulty losing weight. So people will go to physicians, other providers, 
and say, you know, my weight's been creeping up or my hemoglobin A1C, which is a two to three measurement marker of blood sugar, how high that's been in your system. That number is kind of creeping up and providers might commonly say, watch what you eat, restrict, 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 mm -hmm. or might say, it's okay, I'm watching you. And invariably those people come to me and I say, so what is your provider watching you for? And they'll say, I, I don't know. <laughs> they'll, they'll say more of, oh, I guess they're watching you for the level that your the hemoglobin A1C, for example, to rise so that you can possibly be on medication. Or the alternative is restrict and restrict and restrict. And the truth is, is once you get to the genetic level and you can really clear and understand and, and have the body working the way it's intended, maybe turn genes off or keep them quiet that we want to keep quiet and kind of move along those that need some help, then the body moves naturally and it becomes more of diets and lifestyles of inclusion instead of exclusion. Ooh, wow. That's pretty neat that that can be done, that you can kind of tell them quiet down in there. <laughs> so then you can, you're not really so restricted with the diet because that, I think that's the worst thing is that when people do try all the different diets or, or even what, you know, their doctor might've told them they're just so restricted. And it's like, you just can't eat so many things, even though, but then that's of course the first things you, you crave, you're like, I have to have this stuff. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, and, and a common one tends to be with blood sugar. So yes, you know, it, it is true that probably not many of us should sit around with jelly beans as our sole source of nutrition for many reasons, not just the sugar. Um, but, but there's a way to have them when you eat your foods, because spikes in blood sugar can actually be protected by the fruit, by the fruit, by the protein, the, the healthy fat and the fiber in your meals. Mm. So that's a better way to have your cake, quote unquote, and eat it too, watching the portion sizes, of course, um, you know, all that moderation aspect as well. And then when we take that to a deeper level, then the, the genetic level, then you can really understand how, you know what, we need to modify this. We need to really add some more healthy fats in here, or we need to really understand the portion control or the well-placed jelly bean. Um, so, you know, something like that. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, now do you have, um, you know, kind of any, any pointers for us here at home as to, you know, even before we, you know, we have our, our genetic testing done and, and reading and, you know, kind of preliminary to all of that, you know, is there any good pointers of, uh, you know, what we can do <laughs> to maybe put ourselves on the path of, of better nutrition um, without well, the completely restricting everything? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, you know, I, I would say that for the most part, aside from something that might, might, not, might not be going well or the way that you want it to in your body, you people generally have an idea of, all right, if I do things this way, if I'm moving with consistency, if I'm not eating to excess, but I'm eating to satiety, or all of the things that make you feel as good as you can on your best days, there might be, let's say five to seven of those. Mm -hmm. So it, you know, it goes back to a little bit earlier in the conversation. Well, if you know what they are, how do we get to do them with consistency? Mm -hmm. So before you're going to work with, with me or anyone on your wellness, 
I tell people, how are we going to meet yourself halfway? And if you're the type of person that knows if when things are going a certain way in my life, and this is how it works best for me, I would challenge you to think about, well, how is that working best for you? So if it means scheduling that throughout your day, if it means you know that eating more vegetables makes you feel better. Okay. Well, if they're not there, how do they get into your mouth once you start to go eat? So my, I guess what I would say to focus with is take a, take a list of what is working for you or what you know makes you feel as good as you can. How are you making sure that 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 those steps actually happen to where you're implementing them? Because working with me or working with anyone really comes down to what I just said. You have to meet yourself halfway unless someone is really going to be living with you or putting your hand down or getting you to, to move and exercise you it's you in the mirror. And so before you embark on a course, is there something that you could already be doing for yourself to make that work even better? Or how would you expect that work to really work the way that it needs to for you? If we don't take that tiny, but huge step of follow through. Wow. Yes. I love that you said that because, and that just kind of comes back to just, you know, self-awareness, you know, you're aware of what, what is actually making you feel good. And then also um, being responsible for your own actions and, you know, taking full responsibility. This is my life. And I am in charge of what I'm putting in my mouth, <laughs> what I'm doing with my body yeah. and, and, and then actually following through and, and being consistent with those things. Um, you know, and then once you can get to that point, then yes, then there's definitely the next steps because there's no sense in spending time and money investing in anything. If you're not going to be willing and able to actually just do it. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and a lot of times um, uh, people will find something that works for them, but it might just be that much too extreme. Mm -hmm. So I'm the person that, you know, great if something's working for you, but how far away did it really take you from your true lifestyle? Are you avoiding dinners with your children and with your family? Are you, are you really limiting social events? If you embark on intermittent fasting, you know, regardless of your gene pattern, let's say that was the one that was favorable. Are you choosing a window that's going to enable you to live your life and have energy when you want it and, and other types when you don't. So yes, it's, it's definitely meeting yourself that way and trying to look at how the long-term changes, how can these changes work for me long-term? Right. Right. Because if it's not sustainable, you know, if, if you're trying something that, that works, but it, it seems almost temporary, you're never going to stick with it. You know, you're not going to stick yeah. with anything if, if it's, if it's something that's taking you away from, from what you really love. Motivation is something that people think, um, is there all the time. And the truth is, is motivation waxes and wanes. And if you think about, so if you can picture a pendulum where something is swinging largely back and forth, you have these big swings and that's a lot how people come to me, either they're on something or they're off something. And I work with people to narrow that swinging of the pendulum. So now if you're thinking of the pendulum, it's not going from one end of the room to the other, it has a narrow back and forth. And that's, that's really how people mostly stay on long-term change. 
Mm, I like that. I love visuals. <laughs> it's it's really nice to be able to picture things, you know, and um, and I liked the analogy that you that you used earlier too. It, it's really easier to <laughs> to fully grasp when we have those examples. So thank you for making it easy for us to, <laughs> to fully understand. Absolutely. Um, now, I also, I would love for you to share, you know, your web address and how people can contact you to learn more about what you're doing. And if there's any kind of, you know, resources available um, for people on your website so that, you know, they can learn more. Absolutely. So I'm at uh, my company is Live Your Best 365. And that is where you can find me on Instagram, on Facebook. And if my website is over there, so liveyourbest365.com, you can schedule a complimentary chat with me, simply a chat button. And, um, and then we can schedule that. It's a 30 minute session. And I do have resources on there for menus and recipes and articles that, that support genetics and other lifestyle, healthy lifestyle patterns. Oh, very cool. Well, thank you so much. Those will be very helpful. And thank you again for sharing all of this information. It's it's so eye-opening. Um, who knew until just recently, apparently, that that you know, genetics can tell so much about, you know, everything that's in the past, but then what we can do in our daily lives now and how we can better take care of ourselves to live a healthier life. Absolutely. Oh, oh, that's wonderful. Well, thank you so much for having on today. It's been wonderful talking to you and learning so much. And uh, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this episode or any other episode valuable, please consider taking a few minutes to rate, review, and share this podcast to help the show grow so that we can impact more people and so that we can continue to provide valuable content. Also, please visit holisticmamaspeaks.com for show notes, resources, and so much more. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Holistic Mama Speaks. Thanks again for listening and enjoy the rest of your day.